0: Yeah, number one though, you gotta show your kids that you can't help anybody until you help yourself first. Yep. Simple as that. I can do more good when I have a, a fatter wallet. I can't, I can have a, a wider message, you know. I can have the ability to influence others and help others. I, I think for me, what I try to show my kids is that, you know, as, as well as I do today, I try to be grateful.
1: Welcome to another episode of That Changed My Life, a podcast where real people share their personal stories of transformative moments that altered the course of their lives. In each episode, we'll dive into the personal stories of individuals who have experienced transformative events that shifted their perspectives, sparked newfound passions, or led them on unexpected paths. From life-altering decisions To chance encounters, our guests will candidly share their journeys of transformation, growth, and self discovery. I am your host, Alex Lovely, a real estate investor and life coach on a mission to discover the extraordinary ways in which our lives can be forever transformed by a single moment. Robert Martinez, thank you, man. Thank you for taking the time out to join the podcast, the That Changed My Life podcast today. And your accomplishments are extraordinary, and uh, you're one of my mentors, and I wanted to showcase you here um, so that you can share your message with the world too. So just to get this started, I could share your accolades and your accomplishments. I think it's better though that you share with the world and let people know who you are because it is extraordinary. You are one of the best in what you do in the country, probably in the world. So, um, can you just introduce yourself real quick, Rock, right. on some of the things you've done?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to, you know, to kind of best understand somebody is understand where they came from. You know, so, look, I grew up in a border yeah. town down in South Texas, you know, right. and my first mentors were mom and dad, and they told me, go to school and get good grades. You know, daddy worked at Whataburger for 40 years, which is a pretty large Texas uh, fast food franchise here. And my mother worked at Levi's and later Hager's before both of those production plants were shut down during NAFTA and sent to Mexico. And so their way of getting to the next level was go to school, get good grades. So I did. I went to A M. Uh, I have an engineering degree. Um, and my next mentors were, were my professors. And what do they tell you? You know, get ready for that next job. And I did that. I did that for the next 10 years. And I worked in sales um, for an oil gas company uh, using some of my engineering. I knew a little bit to, to be dangerous, but I had a little bit of a personality. So they put me out in the sales field and I did that for 10 years. And during that time is when I realized, like, wow, I don't like corporate America. I don't like it because you want to make here and corporate America wants you to make here. So, no matter how much you sell, how hard you work, what relationships you cultivate, corporate America wants you in a certain box. And if you get too high, they play games with the commission, they change the structure. They give your sales away to somebody else who needs something, a rookie guy. And so all your time, you're you're realizing, man, I'm never going to live the life that I wanna live. I don't because I don't have control, my employer does. So they have control of the kind of career life I'm gonna have, the kind of house I'm gonna have, the lifestyle. The, the school my kids are going to go, maybe the cars I'm going to drive, and really, at the end of the day, when I'm going to have financial independence or retirement, if, en- if ever. And so it came to that epiphany after the third time of that monkey with my commission, Alex, and I uh, uh, I started to look around. I had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. I just didn't know what to do because, again, my dad worked at Whataburger. He worked for somebody else. He never had the ability to – you know, he had to get a little ambition, yeah. but he didn't really have the drive to – to go take a chance, and so at this point I'm 32 years old. I stumble upon a real estate education company, and I'm like, "Wow, what is this? Okay, this is interesting." I went to the Thursday night free event where they pass out cocktails, and you start to sit and you you listen to you know case studies of successful members in the club. Like, okay, I'll, I'm willing to risk $500. So that weekend I paid. I went to the two day boot camp, which is all day single family on Saturday, and then all day multifamily. So I go there Saturday and I'm gonna be the single family king. I'm gonna learn how to buy rent houses because that's what was attainable to me. I understood rent houses, I got that. So I learned, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm probably gonna do this. I went to my wife uh, that night and I said, hey, tomorrow I'm gonna join the club and I'm gonna gonna write a check for $10,000. And at that time, that was the largest check that we had written outside of our down payment on our house, which was actually $14,000 back in the day. And, and she goes, wait, 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 wait wait a minute. You're going to do this. I'm coming with you. So she came with me on Sunday, and we went to the multifamily portion. And I was blown away, Alex. I'd never understood how much money you can make in multifamily. You see, nobody in my family owned any real estate outside of the house that they owned, that they lived in, my parents included. So they had this idea that you could own an apartment building. (laughs) They had this idea that you could be playing Monopoly, right? You know, we skip the greenhouses, go straight to the the red hotels, you know, and learn how that is. You know, I'm an engineer, right? So one and one is two. But in multifamily with valuation, $1 $1 of NOI equals $17, $20, $25, just depending on which cap rate you apply. I didn't know what a cap rate was, I didn't understand all of that. So what they call force appreciation, I've nicknamed the magic formula, because it magically can create wealth for you. And I was blown away, so I joined. I joined the club, three years into it, I have a partner, we're up to 2,000 units, right. and you know what, you know how I feel about partnerships. Partnerships start and they will end. And my partnership with my with my partner ended when he tried to cut my throat uh right before Christmas. And I realized, okay, I'm gonna go solo. I've got three years doing this as the operating arm of our two thousand unit portfolio. And I started Rockstar Capital in March of twenty eleven. Since then, we've gone on to buy over thirty communities. Today we have twenty four. Wow. We've earned 19 city-state National Apartment Association Awards. Just yesterday, we did 16 cash-out refinance events. 15 of them were 100%, and to my credit, I've become a five-time apartment association owner of the year. Two times for the city of Houston, once for the great state of Texas, and twice at the national level. In fact, at the national level, nobody's ever won that twice. So. I I live and I breathe operations. You know, one of the things that that real estate company taught me way back in 2007 was if you're going to take people's equity, if you're going to take their money, you're going to quit your day job. You're going to run this yourself. So I walked away from making a buck 50 a year, you know, and did this full time. And I learned how to knock on doors and collect rent. I learned how to lease apartments. I learned how to keep heads and beds. I learned how to manage construction projects. And understand where to get the best ROI. How and I think that's, that's a big that's credit amazing. on why I'm at. Where I'm at how,
1: today. Well, who are the people that maybe you know around the country that also won awards like that? And where are you in relationship to them?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know I don't know very many very many that have won that many awards. There's a guy here in Houston, a friend of mine named John. You know he's a former HIA president here. And you know he's won quite a bit of awards. Uh, he's younger than me. he saw me win them. He saw how I, he implemented uh what what I showed him and what what he saw me do with my company, which is all about culture. You win these awards when people work their ass off for you. You win these awards when you know when they know you'll walk on fire for them. So he adopted a very similar family structure and he's won quite a bit of awards, but he doesn't have my ambition to grow. He's like right around a thousand units and I'm at like five thousand units. Right, and, and and willing to grow beyond. Mm-hmm. His his thought processes and his his financial goals are very different than mine. You know, mine is it's it's never ending. I wanna see where I can get. You know, my mentor, as you know, is Grant Cardell. You know, and it's so interesting the similarities that he has to me. And I can compared to him all the time and it's not by design. I just I think we both speak from the heart. I think we both speak passionately. And as I think of anything, I've realized that as you get older you know, like your grandparents, right? You start to get real honest and real, and you filter, yeah. you don't filter stuff out. And that's kind of how I am. So I, I I live and breathe by this stuff. And so um, I, I'm proud to have that comparison with Grant. I, I think it's amazing because he's, you know, he's got 17 years on me, you know, and, and um, he's shown kind of showing me the map on where to go, you know, and as you know, I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year yeah. uh, in education, continuing education is huge. You know, that is the new college, you know, and I don't want to just grow alone. I take my team with me to events because I want them to see what I see. I want them to drink the Kool-Aid so that when we come home, it's not just me. It's three of us or four of us, you know. Uh, And I remember two years ago, uh, GrowthCon was in, uh, you know, Grant's big event was in Miami. You know, I rented a private plane. Only the second time I ever rented a private plane. And I took like, I don't know, 10 of us, 8 of us. I forgot what the number was. And we all flew, for, you know, private from Houston to Miami, and that was a lot of fun, you know. Um, and everybody drank the Kool-Aid, and we all got it. And so I give a lot of credit that that's the kind of approach I think you need to have when you're building a company from scratch, is that you got to invest and you got to create the culture. It starts with leadership. Uh-huh. It starts with showing them that you're not going to – there's nothing that they are doing that you won't do. you got to lead by example. you got to lead with heart. You know, you you, you got to take risks so that they know, wow, you this guy's this guy's knows what he's talking about. He's a leader. I want to I want to work with him. Yeah. I want to work with You literally with him took the you answered the question I was and just about where, to ask about building
1: go. your team and how do you inspire them.
0: Now let's go
1: back a little bit because you kind of just went right through. Oh, I bought I, I you know I bought these units and I got two thousand. So sometimes for the average person or where somebody working at you know a burger joint or have a nine to five job, it might be too far looking at your achievements right now when you first got that you when you first made the transition there was a moment that you must have decided that okay I'm gonna make this transition and, and I know it was at that club but to go into your first deal how I mean you were 32 what were you making at the time like compare just make it relative for our for some of the you know listeners right now how do they train how do they take that first step
0: Yeah. You know, I think everybody's story is different and unique because God makes us individual. You know, my story is unique to me because like, I have my mom and my dad. And unless you had my mom, my, to my yeah. knowledge, there's only one other guy on the planet that has my mom, and my dad, you know, he actually works with me. And if you know him, he's very much like me, very hard nose, very driven, you know, um, but we're different, you know, we're, we're different. And so I think you have to understand that God gives you gifts Most of those gifts come from your mom and your dad, their personalities, their mindsets, their thought process become yours. Um, Then God gives you um, internal characteristics. You know, I've got a pretty good sales background. I'm a sociable guy. Little people don't know, though, that I grew up with a stuttering disability and I had it for a long time and I wanted to be sociable, but I couldn't because I was afraid of being embarrassed or I was afraid of stuttering or, you know, making a fool of myself. And when I overcame that, you know, the <laughs> box came and the box was opened up and I'm running around the yard, you know, I mean, I'm just, nothing can contain me now. So I'd like to speak, I've, I've found confidence with that and confidence comes from what you're doing. So, you know, I, I, I think you just have to uh. find what it is that you're good at and you double down on that strength and then you hire out your weakness. You know, but you don't hire out when you don't have money. You hire out once you build positions of strength, right? You know, Like finance is important in this business. And I know enough, I'm an engineer, I can get the valuations, but when you get to my scale right now, 5,000 units, I can do finance and focus on operations. I gotta bring somebody in. So when I got started was, I, I remember sitting in that real estate club and I remember the founder of the club saying, "Okay." You guys just gave me $10,000, 80% of you would do nothing with this. The law of the the world, law of averages, 20% would take this and move forward. And I remember thinking to myself, man, $10,000 is a lot of money to me. I don't want anything to happen to that 10K. My wife's going to kill me. So I worked really, really hard. And here's the difference. A buddy of mine, I I walked in there, it's another little no fact, with a friend of mine who didn't decide to spend the $10,000 he decided to go buy a single family and he did he made every mistake that you're not supposed to make he didn't put the for sale sign or the sorry the free sign in the front yard he did the work himself he worked at night on it he involved a family member to do it and everything he did took too long and probably didn't really save him the money and when he finally got the house ready you know the market changed on him and he couldn't get it sold and it sat there and it sat there He held that for almost a year before it finally moved. And when he finally counted his pennies, that's literally what he made was pennies on the deal. And he lost his wife's confidence in him. And it's hard, man. When you're married and you lose your wife's confidence in something, then it's really hard to get momentum again. I was fortunate. I didn't take that path. I paid the $10,000. I got the education. My wife knew I was serious about this. I was making about $150,000. You know, I was very blessed. She was making quite a bit more. So I knew this was my chance in life, that if I'm going to take a, a chance, it's going to be right now. She gave me the back and said, go ahead and follow your dreams. you know. And fast fast forwarding, I wound up retiring her 10 years later, if if that. Let me see when it was. It was uh, seven. No, it was like eight years later, seven, eight years later, I wound up retiring her. Because we were doing so well in real estate. And and that was a blessing to be able to do that for your for your spouse to know that you're making well enough that they don't have to work anymore. You know, Um, the problem is your spouse still needs to have an identity. You know, she they need to have to know what they're good at and follow that. And when you kind of take a thoroughbred and you put them in the barn where they're used to winning. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's kind of a tough struggle. So what I'm hearing
1: is, you know, there is paying for paying an amount of money in a club getting it invested into a mentor into a place where you don't make the mistakes or you make less mistakes you save a lot of time and hearing from your side of the story I mean the the two comparisons I'm like man that 10,000 was like it was cheap it was a cheap investment if we if we think at it if we think
0: about it and <laughs> today's oh, well, even numbers, then, yeah, right I mean think well, you're about talking what versus 2023 <laughs> oh wow okay but charged thirty thousand. if today, you think about
1: way. between you and your friend and your buddy that the went to the conference, is real. that $10,000 is, I mean, compared to the two stories of what happened, that, that still seems cheap.
0: That $10,000 yeah. changed not just my life, but my family tree. It changed everything to me. Nah. You know, my buddy still hasn't hit his financial independence goals. You know, and that's a shame. You know, um, uh, he actually invests with us in some of our deals today. And I know he thinks about that story. You know, uh, they're not in the best situation at home either. You know, you always wonder what would have changed, right? If that decision to spend the ten K, you know, that ten that K changed everything for me. You know, I probably have a net worth today of fifty million dollars plus, you know, and back then it was it was well under a million, you know. Um You have to take chances in life, man. Nothing of real substance comes unless you're willing to take a chance. I walked away from everything that I knew. I walked away from the education that I knew, the career path that I knew, to explore something that's completely different to me. And that's true for a lot of real estate investors. You know, More millionaires have been created from real estate than anything else. And I think it comes down to just one thing. You took a risk. You took a risk on something. Now, I look at my children today. And they're in a very different situation than I was growing up. You know, their dad actually, you know, has money that he can give you uh, um, uh, context on, you know. And my, my children right now, we're, we're talking about going to college. My oldest is 17. He's a junior. He's already hit three or four college tours. And we're talking about what is he going to do? You know, he looks at what his mama does and he looks at what I do, you know, and she doesn't have to really work today. She's independently wealthy because of the deals that we had together. And so she's just a teacher today. She loves math, so she teaches teach math. math. too. <laughs> I teach, teach people math how too. to do real estate. I live real estate. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I, I do. I just, a simple math. Uh-huh. My math, you know, I don't need to know the quadratic formula. I don't need to know calculus. You know, and I took all the differential equations, all of these really tough uh, um, uh, courses you have to take when you're an engineer. Dude, I just need a calculator, man. Any Walgreens target yeah. calculator. Add, subtract, multiply, divide, yeah, baby. Yeah. That's all that you need to know to be a real estate investor. Because it's that simple. I don't need to have all this. So my kids watch my life, they see her life. And don't get me wrong, she does a very comfortable life. But I live a different life. You know, I, I talk. And more importantly, my stories are different. Like I got Grant Cardone's phone in my in my in my in phone number in my in my you know, in my caller yeah. IDs. You know, they've met Grant Cardone. We've been there, they've met a billionaire before. Like their lives can be so different than the life that I grew up in. I didn't know anybody famous growing up. My dad didn't know anybody, you know, and that's not a, that's not a knock on my family. Just that's where they were in their life. You know, I'm pushing my kids. I'm trying to get what school can I, can I send my kids to that it'll get the most, the best balance of having a student life, but also business connections. I don't have a single business friend today from AM. not one. And when I joined real estate in 2007, I don't almost don't have a single friend, um, that grew up around me in the neighborhoods there or went to church with me. Like it just changes everything. You your your whole world will change mm-hmm. because when the numbers get bigger, you got to be able to talk numbers with people, and some people aren't comfortable talking numbers. The moment you start talking about something, they think that they look at themselves. They're like, "Man, I don't have anything to say," and then they shut down. And next thing you know, you're not being invited to lunch after church next week you know and that's what's happened you know you're gonna evolve you will grow you know uh you gotta surround and then so you're like all right so today my my closest people that i call for for information or i share stories but they all do well because you have to be around that that kind of group you know i remember i was talking to grant one time or he i think he was a story he's somebody i have nobody to go on vacation with yeah you know, because who's who does he have that can keep up? You know, and that that's that that's part mm-hmm. of it sometimes is that being a, a really good real estate investor can be lonely, right? You've got to. I, I I like going to these meetups. I like meeting you, Alex. I like meeting others because I want to share what I know. I want to talk so I want to tell you, hey, I'm worth fifty million dollars, yeah. and you not feel offended or intimidated. You should feel like fuck. That's where Shit. I can go. <laughs> I watch "Granted a Billion Dollars," man. I, I am his number one fan. Yeah, Dude, go get it. Talk about it. Right. Let me hear your stories. Because I'll get my chance one day. I'm at six hundred seventy five million dollars in real estate. My next goal is to get you a billion dollars in real estate. And I think I can get there by the end of twenty twenty four. You know, um, and then once you become a billionaire of real estate, of real estate investments, of assets under management, then you go for you know billionaire network. Mm-hmm. And then you go for you know being a billionaire in cash, like yep. lots about goals, Alex. You gotta have something to chase, man. So I, I I really I really inspired by those people that are in my circle, the ones that are above me and yep. the ones that are that are equal to me and the me ones that are, one that are trying those. to catch me. So, <laughs> you How know, Tony
1: Robbins them? said that don't have a goal without having yeah, follow up goals, right? Because once you hit your goal, like I set a small goal for myself, I'm gonna make a hundred thousand dollars in the next 30 days. And, and then I go and hit it and then I didn't have a follow-up goal because I thought it was so outrageous already. So Tony Robbins also set that in stone. So you're chasing something afterwards and you have another purpose, another direction. Um, I talking about your kids, you know, I think it's really important because for me, I think about my kids too. And I think about the goals that we set today versus the goals I want them to set. Like today, I want I, I, my goals are financial. You know, a lot of my goals. Everybody that I know, twenty twenty three. What are your goals? Uh, it's something to do with financials. I want my kids personally to, you know, say, hey, twenty twenty three, we're gonna we're gonna provide clean water for some village in Peru or end world hunger somewhere in or or hunger in in somewhere in Africa. So, I you know, that's kind of as what what drives me also every day and um what about for you and and your expectations or what do you want to provide what kind of legacy for your kids
0: <laughs> yeah number one though you got to show your kids that you can't help anybody until you help yourself first Yeah, simple as that i can do more good when i have a, a fatter wallet. i can't i can have a, a wider message you know i can have the ability to influence others and help others i i think for me what i try to show my kids is that Mm -hmm. you know as as well as i do today i try to be grateful you know i tie that church i try to go as often as i can and that has to do with your spouse or your partner and the better the more connected partner you have the more you're going to want to go you know, and I got divorced about five years ago and I've been, I've been single for a little bit, but I'm, I'm seeing somebody, Love it. you know, and, and they're connected to the church. And so it makes me go to the church more, you know? So I think that's, that's huge. I recognize that because when we, when I was married, we went to the church all the time, you know? So, um, I think they're seeing that, you know, so they, my parent, my, my kids get church on both sides, of uh, uh, with their mom and with me. And we we literally live a mile and a half away. Like it's so yeah. close. Like, I don't even know if it's a mile and a half. I'd be like a mile. It's, we're just one neighborhood over. Um, and that's by design because I want to be there, you know. Uh, so I teach my kids a lot about that. I teach them a lot about uh, competition. And I teach them a lot about um, um, working in a team. You know, both of you watching my story, my kids play soccer. And and uh, my oldest is now done with that because he's hard to focus on his schooling. I mean, he does, he's not going to play college in the future or anything like that. And he doesn't need to. I don't need him to get hurt. Or do I need him to work th- this muscle, you know. And, but my other one still plays. He's a little bit younger. And we go and we travel and stuff. But, man, he understands hey, I got to compete. You know, I got to work hard. Um, you're going to win and you're going to lose. You got to learn how to take the losses. Because life's a lot of losses, man. You got to develop that So We don't believe in partici- participation ribbons. You lose, you lose. And you want it to sting. And you want it to taste bad. And you want to work it out for next time. You know, what's happened is that we have a society of snowflakes. Uh, I employed a bunch of them the last 24 months and their attitudes and their the just the way they act like big, big wussies is is uh, contagious. They feel they have to be they're entitled. They feel like they have to have it their way. They run to H.R. when things aren't happening. Stanley pulled my hair, you know, whatever, like, you know, get over yourself, man. Who are you? Be a man you know, and, and society does that to us, right? So society doesn't put good role models out there anymore. Like I grew up with when you had Rambo, I grew up with Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator, you know, I, I was watching the old Superman movies. I grew up with Christopher Reed, man. That's a good looking guy. Clean cut, you know, did everything right. You know, I, these guys didn't have tattoos all over. These guys didn't, you know, they, they they were just good. So, even if they did, that's, that's okay. Look at look at today's role models. They're dying. The new role models of today <laughs> are horrible. Look <laughs> at the guy that plays Shazam. I I hate that. They got l- little kid, little boy looking dudes playing Spider-Man. Oh, you man, know? that's my favorite. Like, that's why Tom Cruise did so well in Top Gun. <laughs> that was a man saying, showing that I could be a man. Fighting fighter jets, you know. I saw the original back in the day. I must have seen Top Gun a hundred times, and I'm not exaggerating. I saw it on HBO over and over growing up. I saw it on V on on, on VHS. You know, I, I I can recite most of the lyrics and I'm sorry the, the 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 um the words to the movie, the songs. You know, so my goal today is to be that is to be that leader, to be that man for the person I'm dating for my children. You know, there's a lack of alpha men in the world today. Massive lack of alpha men. And when you, and you know, what, there's, a, there's a society today where you can't even press your political opinion because people you are afraid you're going to get silenced. But yet the minority can talk about transgender. The minority can talk about it's okay to go, you know, use the restroom in the, women, in the women's locker or it's, it's okay to compete in women competitions. And that's okay. That is not Okay. You know, I, I the other day there was a, a, a story that somebody put where it was a lady who had a transgender shirt. And she goes, you know, trans kid, transgender kids' lives matter or something. And she had BOM stuff on the, her back. She was a school teacher. And I posted that picture, that story. And I said, man, I am so happy that I do well enough on real estate that I can choose where my kids go to school and get their education. And I choose for them to go to a Christian school to learn Christian values because that's who I am. That's how my parents raised me. Nothing's going to change that. I will not be influenced by society, and I will not let society influence my children. I'm the parent. I would dictate who they're going to be. You know, to follow up with your question, that's who I want to influence my kids to be. Hey, man, the real estate is great. The nice cars, all that kind of stuff that I have from the, from, from the achievements that I have, the big house, I love it. That's great. But at the end of the day, man, I want to be a good person. I want to take care of those around me, and I want to get the most out of people around me, you know? I still work were, with were younger people, you know, but they wouldn't be here if they weren't my kind of younger people. They all work hard and we screw off. I got to play daddy and say, what's up? Why are we doing push ups during the middle of the day? Why, why why are we chasing around? Why are we talking Astros baseball for an hour? Why is the lunch period going for an, an extra 20 minutes? We got work to do. We got things to get going. We have, we have to focus. You know, we, we have $184 million of investor capital that I've sold a GP raised depending on us. How would they feel if they were to take a camera and watch the shenanigans that happened at other places or potentially happen here? They're not going to feel good about it. So that's how you be a leader, man. You take responsibility. You grab your life with, with a vice grip and you don't let go. And that's all at right now, man. I don't, I don't, you know, you want to do your thing or they want to do their thing. That's cool. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to share my opinion and I'm just going to lead by example. You know, I, 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 I support my favorite guy. Look, Grant, I support him. This is his shirt. But it's also a reminder to me, Alex. It's reminding me of what I'm playing for. Because the more you do, the more options you have. And I love your shirt. God is good. You're supporting your guy. I love it. But this doesn't mean anything. You're sure doesn't mean anything if you don't live that kind of life either. This reminds me, I gotta I gotta, I gotta, I gotta grind. Your sure reminds you that, man, hey, he sacrificed for us. I I I I'm with sin. I will be with sin. But mm-hmm. don't get over it. Don't don't let it consume you. Be the best person you can be. You know, and know and know and know that there'll be yeah. a reckoning one day on a life's on, on a capture of your life and how you treat other people. That's what I think of those things. And so that that I live out in a little bit of a fear. When I see this, I think of what somebody else is doing. And can I do that? When I look at your sure, I think about what somebody did for me and am I living up to that to that sacrifice?
1: Are your kids into real estate too? Just kind of changing
0: subjects a little bit because they are. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are. Look look, I'm the kind of guy that I would take road trips yeah. and I would put it on rich dad, poor dad. And I'll tell you what, man, kids are sponges. They're playing their phones, they're doing whatever. They hear something like that, my kids stop. And I didn't have to tell them I didn't say, hey, hey, guys, pay attention to this. None of that. They're like, what is this? And they sit there and they listen. I would take them to school in the morning. Hey, are you going to put the book on again? Yeah. You know, they would go with me in the early days when we would go and visit properties. I would go do light checks at night. And we would go, I would show them the importance of why lights are important because. lights keep away criminals just like when you turn the lights on the cockroaches scurry behind the cabinets same thing with 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 with, uh uh, lights security lights at night you know they 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 go through the stuff i've taken them to real estate events with me they've met grant cardone they know what that's all about they've seen the path that i follow they see the video when grant cardone came to my office and spoke to my 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 uh, mastermind for for an hour you know out of and all and out of for free he called me up asking me for a favor and hey who do you use for private car service? I want to come see an Astros game. And I gave him the guy that that we were using. Uh, uh you know, but I was taking the whole the whole company over uh to go see the Astros in the World Series and he returned the favor by showing up and mm-hmm. speaking for an hour. And that was awesome. You know? So my kids see all that. So it, it's it's just, you know, they 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 know they see the difference in my life and maybe the lives of their friends. Like, you know, we go they go to a private school, so there's well to do affluent people. They're doctors and attorneys. But their lives are different than my life. Yeah. You know, doctors and attorneys are pretty stressed out kind of guys. I'm not. I'm a real estate investor. I own $700 million of real estate. Now, do I have stress? Yes. But I don't have to dress in a suit. Yeah. I don't have to wear scrubs. I run my own business. You know, I put the effort in. And they see that. You know, when they see who picks up what I, the kind of car, I drive a nice Bentley. You know, that's one of my two nice cars that I have. And they see, and like, whoa, look at Ryan's car. Do that makes them feel good. That makes them feel good. Or they see their dad roll up in a G-Wagon or something like that. That makes them feel good. I want them to see what it's life's carrot, like. Bro. Because I'm a big believer of the carrot, of the carrot theory. You show me that, I can chase it. I love having Grant Cardone in my life. Because, man, you show me you can be a billionaire through real estate. Man, that makes it believable to me. And if it's believable to me, I can manifest it. I can work hard. I can put the effort towards doing that kind of stuff. So I hope that's sharing value for some of your, your, your listeners here is that you got to have goals, but you got they got to be believable. I can't just say billionaire. I want to be mm-hmm. a billionaire if I don't know a billionaire. How do I know it's real? You know, When you know one and he's got a huge social media following, okay. You can be a billionaire speaking your mind and grow followers, you can be a billionaire through a real estate investing. You know, as with you, right? You're watching what I do, right? Yeah. I'm on your next level before you get the grant. You got to stop in my town first, right? And so you 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 see that. I love that. And that's what my kids see. They see what can happen. What can what is achievable. You know, and they're like, "Wow." Like they look at their, their again, they look at their friends mm-hmm. and their friends' lives and their parents, what they do, and they see what I do. They see the difference. So I lead a lot by example. I talk about it with my team, and I lead. Like, right before this podcast, we were we were watching a video together. I can keep that video to myself on what I saw on CNBC, but I want them to understand what's going on. I want them to understand mm-hmm. the world as it is today and take some of the blinders off. And the video was all about, like, how interest rate, I'm sorry, how, um, how inflation isn't corresponding to rent growth. You know, did you know that that the CPI index, 33% of it is housing? Yeah, that's interesting. So if rental growth is on the way down, why is inflation still moving up? And it was the CEO of Starwood Capital, which they have 125,000 units. Okay, and again, another example of what can be achieved. I got five. He's got 125. Okay, let's see what I – my mentor, Grant, has got 12,000. 12, and i'm watching this guy at a really high level saying hey there's something not right here why is rent going down but inflation is up by my calculations inflation should be at 2.6 percent because rent's down did you know uh-huh. i got a letter today i got a letter from rossa Flores, which is one of our flooring suppliers and they were having a price decrease when is the last time you saw suppliers send you a letter on a price decrease so i'm wondering to myself huh is inflation real? Because the Fed said that they're going to keep pushing rates until inflation gets to two percent or wherever they feel it needs to be. They just tell you How do you I know things. what that number is if it <laughs> never comes down? Doesn't that sound just like COVID? <laughs> well, Alex, doesn't it sound just like COVID? Like, like we're going to keep doing this until COVID's under I'm control. But what is your metric oh, for good. under control? <laughs> But it's the metric you. that everybody's vaccinated? <laughs> they give, and then all, yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, COVID's gone. Yeah, so yeah. Grant and I were on a, on on a story, and don't let him don't let him bullshit you because I came up with it. You know, he I, I said to him that I thought Jerome Powell was the new Fauci, and together we said inflation is the new COVID. And I'm like, wow, that made you know we we just yeah. said an epiphany. Dude, this is a game that we're under here right now, man. Two years ago, it mm-hmm. was all about COVID and vaccinating. Now it's about inflation. The pharma's got rich. The banks are getting rich, and it's. But then I wonder if there's an even a deeper, a deeper message here, right? Because we're supposed to be trading partners, our biggest trading partner is coming after us, China. Our next biggest trading partner, which is our oil importer, Saudi Arabia, who has no military, by the way. Their military is the U.S. government. You know how easy it would be to go to Saudi yeah. Arabia and <laughs> seize the oh, oil? What happened? That's what they did in Kuwait. Iraq thought they'd go into Kuwait, and what happened? The U.S. came to the rescue, but yet all those countries yeah. want to increase the price of oil on us because they want pricing to stay high. So they're just going to cut um, uh, 1. 1.5 billion barrels a day yes, yes. to the world supply. to keep pricing high. At the same time, we're about to hit a recession. At the same time, the Fed's pushing interest rates up. See, when you have real estate and you're a business owner like this involved, you can you start paying attention and connecting the dots. Yeah. And you start wondering I mean, what on do we a have high level. I today? kind
1: of feel like this is maybe this is know, the universe or God's way of just creating things through us where maybe it's creating the alpha male. It's it's cre- it's evolution right there. Whoever fits can play in the certain businesses if you're serious will you lead a team will you spend the money you know to to stay in the game otherwise there are people that just came in that they're probably gonna
0: leave real quick yeah
1: yeah
0: well i think that's it you know it's kind of it's funny you said that with god it you know you know god had the flood And why he didn't have the flood. He cleaned out the mess. Right. In the last three years, we've had an overwhelming number of syndicators coming to the real estate world. Many of them got really happy and they took advantage of the success that they've seen of me and other OGs. They've been doing this for 15 years and they they can come in with a better mousetrap and whatever. But they had no knowledge of operations. They borrowed money, you know, very, very loosely. Uh, I did, too, the last 24 months. I've got deals that I have that has interest, interest rate exposure. <laughs> but when interest rates it's go up, man, it's a great way to wipe the board. <laughs> it's the great flood. It's a great way to, to, to clean the yeah. surface, right? Huh? The great flood, you know? And it's interesting because yeah. only though the strong will survive, like you just said, the alpha. I've got 10 deals that have interest rate exposure. I put the first one to bed earlier this week. I got the second one um, that i will be closing in the next couple of weeks that just puts back to closing. I got the third one that I should get the term sheet today. I got a fourth one that they need to examine a little bit more and they gotta get you know the the, the term sheet out. Mm-hmm. I got a fifth one that I do in the summer, but the other five I'm gonna have to wait until next year. They need more seasoning, but don't think I'm not looking at those numbers right now. How do I get this? How do I get that, right? So if you know how to asset manage and you know what the property management company is supposed to do, then you can, you can dictate you you can look like you're you're like 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 you're, uh, uh Moses and you know what's gonna happen. You know that you can create things because you have the power of God to do it with you. Yeah. And I know that right now. I know that I have that ability, but I gotta put the effort in the time. I am working harder today in 2023 after 15 years than ever. And that's because I don't even have my own management company anymore. But I'm smarter. I'm like that senior in school that can get straight A's but knows how right. to study and knows how to get an A on the test today versus a freshman that didn't know how to do it. You know, and it's, it's, it, it's, interesting. It's a challenge, but it's fun. Cause I know I'm growing, you know, we all it's have part God to give us strength, but he's got to give you challenges to give you that yeah. strength. And that's what, and that's the challenge that I'm going through right now is that I, I I'm, I'm getting stronger it's and it. more bolder and confident. So, because I
1: watch I want to right ask now. you some questions. I wrote down some questions. These are ones that I, you know, I want to ask people just to get a, to know you a little bit better, on a personal level. Um, so, passion. What what gets you excited yeah. in the morning gets you out of bed. And then, what do you have a morning routine or something that you go into to get your day started? <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I think it's really interesting what gets you out of bed. Everybody's got to have a why. And everybody's gotta have a passion. And I don't think that why and that passion stayed the same. In the early days of getting into, into real estate, I wanted to see if I could do it.
1: Right.
0: I wanted to show that I can do something better than that everyday corporate life with the W-2. And that got me out of bed. Then, when my partner tried to cut my throat, he said, you couldn't do this without me. And for the next five years, that exactly. became, maybe longer, that became my why, to show him that I could do this. And he's out of business today, by the way. He does something completely different now. Uh, and then there's a minute there where you grow, but you don't really have a why anymore because you hit your goals. And then those whys have to come through challenges. You know? Um, and now I'm into the biggest challenge and fight of my life with 10 deals that I have industry exposure. And I literally have sands in the hourglass running against me to see if I can outrun it. And I just outran the first one, and I'll run the second one soon, and the third one and the fourth one I told you have a plan, and the fifth one will have to wait till the summer, but how am I going to outrun those other five? See, so that's what gets me out. I'm becoming better and better because I have a reason to fight. I I have a why. You know, I can tell you it's my children, and I can tell you, you know, but I have a lot of whys that are all like together and i don't want to lose investor capital i don't want to have a loss of my yeah. name you know i get it. if you do this long enough you're gonna lose a fight there are no undefeated heavyweight champions of the mm-hmm. world and if you're a UFC, there's certainly no undefeateds you know and so i recognize that and i i understand that mm-hmm. i've got to bring my a game every day but i could take a a lick I could take yeah. a lick. I could get a shiner, but can I keep it moving forward? And it is a challenge. I tell you, in the life that I have today, and this is the honest to God truth, I don't well, know what's yeah. going to happen. Not from week to week, from day to day. I literally don't know when I come in the office what new challenge is to yeah. And I, you that know, is how thank you And I appreciate you being sharing right
1: vulnerably, now. you know, publicly, publicly to us. I think that's also part of what makes me attracted to who you are as well. Uh, now, what I heard was in the beginning, there was kind of like approving it, and it was, you know, your why was kind of for yourself. But now it seems like your why is like for your investors, it's for your team, and it's, you know, I know you have a mastermind, and you know, it's it's to touch more lives and it's for others now. So it seems like there's an evolution in in your why as well from what I'm hearing.
0: Right. I think there's a why. The why is always validation of some sort. You know, validate in the beginning that I could walk away from my day job. Validate that I, to my old mm-hmm. partner, that he didn't do without, that I he, I can do it without you and I can do it better without you. Because I can leave all the bad habits and all of your touch and your influence mm-hmm. and I can have my company. My company is way better than the company we created together. Significantly more awards, significantly better trained, significantly better results. Um, the why today is that, I, I, that these 184 million people that I've invested with didn't make a mistake. Yeah. You know, as you know how hard it is to raise money. I've raised it by myself. I have nobody to blame. So I make every single decision. When I bring in a new head of operations or I bring in a new, you know, head of HR or whatever, that's my uh, cross to bear. And if they fail, it's on me. And so we've made a couple of mistakes. I admit I made a couple of mistakes bringing in the wrong people and giving them too much influence. I've got to now clean up the mess. But I can tell you for the first time in a long time, I know everything that I need to know about my 24 assets. I know where they are operationally, financially. And when I know, when I can see, I can make changes. I can make, I can, I can change the strategy. You know, I I have a third party management company that I use now. And I run them. I'm on those meetings. I run them. They report to me. What's going on, and I come up with the strategy, and I love it. I love it like that. I can control the ten is people it? in this office. I can't control the 132 that work in in, in the field that I used to have in my own investment company, you know. And so, I need to have that kind of control so that I can make sure that the investors' capital is secured, you know. And not everybody's happy right now. I got an investor. I had a, a one vote. We had um, 84 votes, and two were dissenting. They didn't want to go forward with the refinance. They wanted me to wait. They wanted me to see. They hear rates are coming down. You know, and I'm like, listen to me. My number one goal is to protect the asset. Second goal is to grow your equity. And if you give me a 10-year horizon, I will hit every metric. You're not going to lose in 10 years. But if we don't start that clock and we risk it, we could lose it all. And I'm not going to take that chance. So I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry you put a million and a half dollars. I know you think you have a big voice, but I'm the manager. I control the LLC. I raised the capital and I signed on the notes. So you've got to lead and you've got to control and you've got to be confident in your decisions. And so now that I'm fully engaged in every aspect of this business, because there's not a single thing in my company that I didn't do. I did the marketing. I did my own social media ads. I did the revenue management aspect. I did I did the asset management. I did property management. There's not anything here that I can't do that I know what it takes to get done. What I need to do, where I'm, where I'm uh, learning, is how to get the most out of everybody. Like, I've got a great young financial analyst, but it's all potential unless I push him to to give me what I want. He doesn't know. I got to push him. I got to use him in the way that I know he can grow. And believe me, he's growing and he surprises himself. I know he does, you know, but I need him to be my, to create something to put in front of my eyes. And in time he'll find his own confidence as a man to like, okay, this is what Robert wants. This is what Robert needs. Every morning I got to have my bank balances on my desk. And yesterday You know, I I got busy on meeting after meeting, and they didn't want to come to my office and give it to me. I went out there and said, "What's up?" Well, you were busy, like, uh huh. So why can't you just slide it under the door, like a little love note? I mean, it's my numbers, man. I'm in love with my financials. You know, why didn't want to go? Well, you didn't have a you didn't have the will to do it, which is why you didn't have the way. Everything in life is possible if there's a will. If you want to create Noah's Ark. You will create Noah's Ark if you think you're going to die. If you think God is saying, "Do it." See, we all got—we all have that pressure point, but that pressure point. So as has we to wrap up this, the will to this do it
1: conversation, you—you you share so much. There's so much nuggets that you drop all the time, and I love that you're not afraid to just share your opinions and all. You know, as much as it's your opinions, and it's also the vulnerabilities and all the things that you share. So really appreciate you doing that. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, I have nothing to hide. See, society is not going to stop me. I'm going to talk. I'm like <laughs> that 70-year-old grandmother now. I'm 48. Uh, but I realize, you know, I have the confidence, you know, we're in the same grocery club with Grant. And he talks about deal, the, the GC sequence, right? Deal being the number one, and then equity, and then network, and debt. But the number five, Man. we don't ever really talk about. Number five is the confidence. When you know your craft, when you know your truths, why are you not confident? It just spills out. I'm not the same guy I was five years ago. You could talk to people who knew Grant 10 years ago. We sat with him at dinner one night and they were saying, yeah, he's not the same guy. He glows today. He ubered out confidence. It's because he's been doing this for so long. I don't think it's a show. (laughs) I think it's the fact that he knows his shit. You know, and nothing's going to change that. So, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think when you grow up as a man and you find who you are, Last. you know, you become that person. And a lot of guys don't grow up. They they don't find that passion that drives them to the next level of growth. Last question. I'm really fortunate. How the do you that want I to be remembered? You know, I think exactly as you said, you know, a guy that just started with humble beginnings to grew and grew like everybody else. I want to show the map to everybody. My daddy worked at Whataburger. I grew up in a border town. I'm a minority, which I don't ever talk about. Because I don't want a crutch. I don't want a label who took a chance and created a real estate empire that not only changed the family tree of his family but change the family tree of his investors and the people that work love with it. him. I want to know that I left an impact on people's lives. You know, that, oh, Robert used to say this. Robert used to say that. Like, I have an, I have an assistant who's grown so much, but she's learned me that she knows, oh, Robert's not going to like that. Like, because they know that their stand, the standard isn't high enough.
1: I love that. I want to be that.
0: remembered as the guy to change people's lives. That's standards. amazing to Tomorrow a higher the level. guy
1: that's remembered changing people's standards. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's, a, that's a t-shirt quote right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> hey, y'all listening? Right, right there, right Tomorrow, there. Tomorrow I got Let's a, a Legends shirt that has Don't let Adam take it.
0: That's what Gran did.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so how do people contact you? Better you better not,
0: Alex. Where find you? Hey, how? Man, thanks so much. You know, and listen, I try to do my very best to just put out as much free content, you know? So you, it's mostly pushed through uh, Instagram at Apartment Rockstar. We do have stuff on LinkedIn and on Facebook, you know? But more importantly, it's there to show people what can be done, you know? And I want to build a network. And if you're interested in learning more from me, if you're interested in getting in, into like a more intimate setting where we're talking on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, you need that mentor, please contact me at Apartment Rockstar. Give us a call at 832-942-1196 and just hit us up, you know, awesome. and let I, us know how we can that. help that's you another I want to help right you raise there. your standards too. All right, too. so <laughs> that's on
1: the house. Uh, Thank you, Robert. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate your time, and I look forward to deepening this relationship and, um, you know, getting to know you better and you getting to know being better. All right. Cool. Take care.
0: Thanks, Alex. I appreciate it.
1: We come to the end of another powerful episode of the That Changed My Life podcast. We hope you've been deeply moved by the personal stories shared today and that they have inspired you to reflect on your own life experiences. Change can be uncomfortable and challenging, but it's often the catalyst for growth and progress. Whether it's overcoming obstacles, taking risks, or embracing new opportunities, our lives are shaped by the choices we make and the moments that leave a lasting impact. I encourage you to take these stories to heart and reflect on how they can influence your own life. What changes do you need to make to become the best version of yourself? What pivotal moments have shaped your journey so far? How can you harness the power of change to create a more fulfilling life? Thank you for your continued support of the podcast. Remember to subscribe, Leave a rating and review to help us reach more listeners and share these transformative stories with others. Follow me on Instagram at alexlovely and use hashtag ThatChangedMyLife. I look forward to bringing you more inspiring stories in next week's episode. Until then, keep embracing change, striving for growth, and making a positive impact in your own life. This is Alex, signing off.